Welcome to The Weekly, a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church with your host Jay. And in the booth today, I have a really special guest and a friend of mine. Who is it? (laughs) You'll be familiar with her, but it's Melissa Christensen is in the booth for a really unique podcast this week. So if you're expecting Hebrews 12, the end of Hebrews 12. You're going to be disappointed. Yeah, but if you're expecting (laughs) Christmas... This is the place to be, right? That's right. That's why we're here. Yeah. Hey, Calvary, we're so glad you're tuning in. Like always, you can like us, uh, leave a review on your podcasting app. That's really helpful for us. Also, if you want to know what's happening at Calvary, we've got a lot of great things happening this Christmas season. Go to calvarybible.com, click your campus, get the mobile bulletin. It's a really easy way to figure out what's happening at Calvary. We want to stay connected. We want you to be connected. Another great opportunity for you is to submit a prayer request there. We would love to be praying for you. Calvarybible.com. That's the only advertisement I'm going to do today, That's Melissa. It? That's it. I thought you had another one for like snow tires or... <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> I don't know why I said snow tires. I, you know so what? random. No, I, I love my snow tires. My Blizzaks, I love them. Yeah. They, they really met... No, I think, I think snow tires make a bigger difference than actually having four-wheel drive. I would argue that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was an unbeliever, um, like we all were at one time. snow tires? (laughs) In snow tires. (laughs) Until like two years ago when I got them, I was like, this is what people experience with snow tires? Yeah. Anyways, there's your your advertisement for (laughs) snow tires. People complain that we just sort of just talk about random things for the first 10 minutes. Oh, great. So I just... (laughs) You led me right into that one. This is why I do the podcast, though. <laughs> I, the Bible stuff's okay. I like the conversation before it. <laughs> More. Same, yeah. same. Okay, so um, we have an Advent guide, a Christmas guide for you today here at Calvary. Just going to help you, you know, actually, Melissa is the perfect person to be in the booth with me today. We both have an affinity for Advent guides and yeah. the Advent season. I, I, I like to say that I just love any intentional season. Oh. Like I think that's why we both like Lent so yeah. much and Advent and any sort of season of intentionality like that. That's I right. Know. I love it. And you know what? Let's be honest. Some years that hits us in the face. Oh, yeah. And we're like, oh, we did horrible this yeah, year. And some sure. years we're like, that was really meaningful. Yeah. You know? And more years of, I don't remember. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Happened. So we're not the experts here no. by any minute. Hey, so what is Advent? You know, that's a really great question. It's Latin. Did you just ask yourself a question? What (laughs) is Advent? (laughs) Let's try that again. Jay, can you tell me what Advent is? Yes, Advent is uh, Latin for arrival, and we celebrate the first arrival of Jesus, so his birth, his birth narrative, um, the story that we've been told in all four Gospels and told from the prophets long ago. And then we also, Advent is a, sort of anticipation of the second arrival, which for the Protestant American Christian, that is the second coming of Jesus. Right. So we are living between two Advents. That is very true. So the tension of knowing Christ, but also the fulfillment of Christ Mm -hmm. is sort of that tension that we find ourselves in when we talk about Advent. Um, Okay. There's a question every time. I actually got to say this years ago. Okay. Okay. I'm ready we, for it. The first year we did Advent, like we did it like in church service yeah. on the Erie campus. Someone go, came up to me. Well, what do you mean by do Advent? Like every Sunday you'd read the scriptures and light the candle? Right. Okay. This year we're not 
Um, but many years we do that. Yeah. And some older gentleman came out and he was so mad. He's like, why are we doing Advent? That's such a Catholic thing. And I thought in my head, I did not say this out loud, but I said, you know, so is Easter. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so is or so is reading our Bible in public. Yeah. Or communion, you know, because we've all been Catholic at one time. Right. We were for fifteen hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to inform you that. We do, we are protesting now. Yeah. But it is interesting uh, because I grew up in a church in a Lutheran Brethren church that did lit was a big thing. Yeah. Advent was a big thing. And I was surprised then going to a, um, I don't know, a more, how would we describe it? Evangelical Evangelical church? high school, actually, oh. is where I was exposed to that not being the norm. Like you a Christian high school? A Christian high oh, school at a more evangelical church. Oh. And then I, to celebrate Advent and Lent, people were kind of like, what? Yeah. Are you Catholic? Why do you do that? Totally. Um, which is interesting. You know, sort of, it's easy for me to get into it because my mom, even a single mom, yeah, made sure that we practice Advent yeah. as a family. Yeah. And I remember the years of lighting the candle on Sunday nights and the Christmas lights, Christmas tree on, everything else is dark, right? Reading some scripture. And then, you'll love this, in the 90s, she would put in either Kenny G Christmas <laughs> <laughs> or... I. Michael W. Smith? No, no, no. Oh. It was a country music singer. She's going to be screaming at the podcast right now. Yeah, she she listens. Yeah. yeah. She, because I forgot the country music singer. I wonder who it was. Maybe it was, it wasn't Alan Jackson, but it was someone like that. Randy Travis. It was Randy Travis. Yeah. That's it. His Christmas. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm glad we got that cleared up on the air. I'm glad you had me here for yeah, that. Totally. I don't know anyone else on staff that could have <laughs> answered that question for you. Hey. You know what? It was it was just one of those moments that it was. It's a really special memory of mine. Yeah, I love it. Growing up, I love it. And well, that's what it's about. Is you know, taking that. It's sort of the same as um, taking a Sabbath every week, right? right? Like taking the time to prepare your heart for what's coming. Right. And it's a really sweet season to do it. I don't know how she pulled that off with a squirrely little boy. Good for her. You know, and thinking that probably this was lame and all those type of things, but. It's really fun to love think it. about now. Yeah. yeah. Super appreciative of her giving me sort of the love of Advent and Lent. We did Lent in the yeah. family too. So yeah. I remember going to McDonald's on Friday night to order the fish, fish sandwiches. Sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've grown up with this. Maybe that's why I accepted it so quickly. Yeah. But um, Advent's a really important time. Sort of talk. You have a really great quote about why the church calendar matters. Yeah, so uh, if you're not familiar with the church calendar, uh, it's not necessarily, I mean, it is biblical, um, but it's not laid out as a church calendar in the Bible, but it's things that you've heard of before, such as Epiphany, Lent, Easter, Pentecost, and then there's also times of like ordinary times, Mm -hmm. ordinary days, Um, and it's just, I think it's important because it's a way to continually remember Um, the birth, life, and death of Jesus, and just take a moment to reorient our lives to that, to refocus on it, remember what our purpose is, um, remember what Jesus did for us, and yeah, turn our eyes back to him. Yeah. Thomas makes his argument that your calendar points to something, no matter what. 
A hundred percent. Usually it points to us. Yeah. And what the world revolves around us. But the church calendar points to Christ. Yes. And orients our lives around his story. Yeah. And then when we make the times times of the year, if we can make that a priority and do the same with our own calendar so that it lines up, it's very meaningful. Yeah. And it's been a, a practice for Christians. I mean, a lot of Christians for a lot of years right. have practiced this nothing calendar. New. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing new. It's nothing made up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's really good. Okay, we talk about Advent. And for those who are interested, this is going to be a podcast about resources, yeah. ideas, themes that Melissa and I have encountered over the years with Advent. Um, so, Melissa, some of the best Advent guides you've experienced or books that have sort of helped you yeah. through this journey? I definitely have a favorite that I go back to year after year, and that's the She Reads Truth Guide. Mm -hmm. And guys, you don't have to feel left out. As Matt Christensen can tell you, there's also a He Reads Truth. Yeah. It's a really um, great organization. Yeah, really great organization. They do Bible studies through the year. You can order a hard copy book. You can do it on the app. There are lots of options. But I always do their Advent specifically um and it they choose a different theme like this year's theme is light and they go through the scriptures and you know the beautiful thing about advent is the scriptures really don't change mm -hmm. you're you're pretty much reading the same scriptures year after year after year um but this year they highlighted the how light shows up in those in those scriptures and points us to the light of jesus in different ways that would be a really cool study yeah it's really light. interesting yeah. very interesting so um yeah, and it just lays, it's very simple. Some people um, that I've introduced to it have not liked it because it's not a devotional. So if you're looking for like something to read application-wise to your life, I think that app might actually have more of that, but the book is actually just scripture. So they'll take four or five different sections of scripture, and then they'll ask one simple question, such as what does today's reading reveal about Jesus's role in creation, or how does um, this show you God's character? And then it has a uh, space for you to write a prayer. It's very simple, um, but the beauty of that is that it doesn't take a long time every morning, and it's a great way to kind of get your heart in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah, and the She Reads Truth version has a cross stitch well, that's included fun. on it. I'm sure the <laughs> He you Reads know Truth does that. not have it. Actually, I don't know. I should look and see what yeah. it has. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the equivalent of a that? cross stitch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the one thing I like about this organization a lot is they take a really thoughtful approach on the art, mm -hmm. how it's laid out. Yep. It's really well done. Yeah. In that it's just not a Except PDF. what's your one pet peeve about their books, Jay? One pet peeve is they do not lay flat. <laughs> and then I saw you bring in your advent guide this year. I was like, oh, they're doing a spiral bound? And you're like, nope. I yeah. go and cut it. And I was like, that I is do. genius. I take it to Office Depot <laughs> and I have them cut that binding off yeah. and put a spiral on there because it makes all the difference in the world. Oh, uh, these type of things have to lay flat. And I world. do kind of feel bad because people that care about design and I mean, the book is so like beautifully mm. made and they spend a lot of time on it. And I just chop off the <laughs> binding, but whatever it works. You know, some of the best Advent guides I've experienced are the more devotional ones. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a few listed out that I've done over the years. The first one is John Piper. He comes out with a new one a couple times every, every few years. There's always a new one. But the one I read is Good News of Great Joy. 
And it's just, you know, Piper at his best, yeah. devotional, pointing to Jesus. Yeah. Is it a daily or it is a daily it it's a daily twenty-five devotions. Love it. So really fun. It's an easy pickup. Um one of those things. Sinclair Ferguson did one, The Dawn of Redeeming Grace. Hmm. And I've actually never read it from cover to cover. I've mined it for quotes and ideas when I wrote Advent Guides. Yeah. So uh, Sinclair Ferguson is just wonderful and thoughtful in his approach. And then, like always, there's always Your a Max favorite. Lucado. I knew it was coming. He, He's I, so good. Something it's about true. his writing. Yeah. It's just, I don't know what it is. Smooth? I don't know if it's... Uh, I think the visuals that oh. he... Oh, yeah. The picture that he paints Word with pictures. words yeah. is just very powerful. Yeah. Yep. Especially in a season like Advent. Yeah. Um, and the he comes out with one like John Piper every couple of years, but because of Bethlehem, love is born, hope is here, was the one I've read over and over again. Just love it. And then another one, one of our u- unique finds in the Lent season was um he is the what is he at cambridge he is the oh he's in charge of chapel he's the chapel guy yeah chaplain he's malcolm gite yeah malcolm gite which you've probably heard us talk about before if you've listened to our book podcast because we are fans we are fans um and he has a book and this is more for who would you suggest this type of reading for uh, well, he's a poet, mm-hmm. and so I think it's just kind of a nice addition, you know, something nice to pick up and read. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if the Christmas story seems humdrum, or you've you've thought about it enough that you hear these verses and sort of your mind checks off, yeah. you know, checks yeah, out. it breathes new life into it, for yeah. sure. He has one called Waiting on the Word, a poem, a day for Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany. And his poetry is... It's really good. Yeah, moving type poetry. Yeah, I've been doing his, uh, I can't remember, Crown of David, is that what it's called? The one for Psalms Mm. um, over the past couple months, and it's really gorgeous. He picks like a section of a psalm Mm -hmm. and then does a psalm a day. Yeah, he has several books on poetry, but you picked up his Lent one two years ago and have... Really love that. So Malcolm Guite, and these are all in the show notes. I've already done the links in the uh, notes so that you can have them. Another thing to do and think about with Advent is the Advent Advent wreath. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how do you do this with your kids? Because I think Advent with kids is really a fun opportunity. Yeah. Um, so we got our Advent wreath at Hobby Lobby a few years ago. And we've had several editions. This one's the one we've landed on that yeah. I think is like... Really nice. And the thing with Advent Wreath is Advent Wreath is a candle holder. Mm-hmm. Has usually uh, four to five candles that reside in it. Um, they come in different shapes, sizes, themes, colors. Um, Hobby Lobby always has a section around October and yeah. November with Advent Wreaths. Um, you can also find a really good Advent Wreath that's maybe unique if you go to your friendly Catholic diocese store. Oh, yeah. Um I actually found a few years ago when I was at a retreat in a monastery, they had a little gift shop, and I came across a two-by-two-inch dice. It's made of wood, and on this dice, on every side is a Bible verse or a a couple Bible verses about Christmas. Yeah. 
and I picked it up and my son really loves this and he can they roll the dice on Sunday night this week we practice on Monday because we had life group and we were like yeah bedtime <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick this up tomorrow night <laughs> to uh, be continued <laughs> to be continued Christmas can wait for bedtime yeah uh but he loves rolling the dice the problem with this is is they're never in order the Christmas story versus oh that's because they're always this is the, the roll of die. Yeah. But he loves the sort oh, of die. I get it. Yeah. It's a roll of the die. He's a roll of the die. <laughs> he likes it because it's tactile. tactile. Yeah. yeah. And it's something that's really fun and unique. Um, but uh, Event Wreath is there. and you Yeah. And if you uh, go on Pinterest oh, yeah. and just search it, you can find. We did a lot of DIY ones mm-hmm. over the year. Yeah. Over that's the really years. good. Yeah. Yeah. And there's four, and then there's a fifth candle. It's a Christ candle, and that's what you light on Christmas Day right? or Christmas Eve if you celebrate it that night. Yeah. Um, and that's really just a fun way. And we've, we we didn't talk about this. Evan is four weeks long. Yes, four weeks long. Four Sundays Four long. Sundays leading up to Christmas. So this year it started the end of November, mm-hmm. like November 28th. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's a little little different every year. And the four weeks represent four four themes mm-hmm. of the Christmas story. What are those four themes? Uh, hope, mm-hmm. faith, joy, and peace. Yeah. Those are really great words. Yeah. And they usually have some Bible verses or sort of topics of the Bible attached to them. Right. Yeah. And it's really, it's a fun thing to introduce your kids to. Like, it's great to great way to jump into scripture and start to do that. We used to have... I could not remember the name of it. I My kids are in college now, so it's been a long time since we've done it, but I'll try to find it and send it to you. And I, doing a quick Google search, just trying to find it, many other things came up like this, but it was a Christmas storybook that we read, and there was a box to open um, for days leading up to, and it was a different part of the story. And like you said, it was tactile. They could open this little box up, and it would have a tiny little sheep in it, or it would have... You know, it's kind of similar to how we do the eggs yeah. here at Easter yeah. with the Easter story. And it's just a fun way to get them involved in it. And, you know, or you can do it if you have a manger at home, yeah. a manger scene. That's a great way to just talk through different scriptures and different meanings behind each each scene in the manger, or each right. person. That's right. You know, and actually when I visit friends' houses and around the Christmas season, I can tell if they've been raised in high church or not by their manger scene. Because baby Jesus is not in the manger scene oh. until Christmas Eve. But what about the shepherds or the wise men? They're there. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. They shouldn't show up until Epiphany. I know. Yeah. <laughs> But um, that's another tradition, too, that's in the family, is that Jesus is not in the manger through the Christmas season. Yeah, I love that. Put You put them out on Christmas morning, um, which is really fun. That is it, fun. Okay, for someone who's missed maybe the or dropped the ball or really wants to do Advent, but this year we're already middle of December. Yep. What are some other things you could think of they, they could do to make this season, to slow down in this season, make it a little more meaningful? Yeah, I just think anytime, so this is a really, this is not related to biblical Mm -hmm. Advent, but when my kids were little, something fun we used to do, little, little, Mm -hmm. leading up to Christmas was we would um, wrap a book and open it every night and read it. And a lot of them had spiritual themes to it, and some of them were just really fun 
Christmas books and right. you know you don't have to spend a fortune on it you can go to the library and just check out every Christmas book they have we yeah. did that for many years um, but it's fun because they get to open a present and it just you know Advent is about the intentionality of slowing down and changing what we're focusing on mm-hmm. in a very very busy time most families right. are so busy around Christmas time so finding any way to just take a moment take a breath read a story, say a prayer, spend some family time together is yeah. really sweet. Yeah. There's many great Advent guides too. I didn't say this earlier, like on uh, YouVersion. Oh, yeah. I love that. There's totally. so many great Advent yeah. guides. You're never behind. Just yeah. just Google Advent and you will come up with lots of resources just to can, use. Just say that Jay says you can speed up to whatever That's day right. you start. Totally. <laughs> Wherever like, you jump in, there's yeah. no shame in that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great tradition. Now, I'm a friend with our local Orthodox priest, Father Stefan, and he told me that in their church tradition, they actually do fasting, some types of fasting through the Advent season in preparation for Christmas. And that sounds really hard because... (laughs) <laughs> Let's be honest. Because Jay likes to eat. Maybe, uh, yeah. I mean, Thomas wasn't Christmas. here to discuss food at the beginning of the podcast, but. <laughs> there is some really good feasting in Christmas season, okay? Um, but I think that's a really unique posture of Advent. Yeah. So they don't, they do some fasting throughout the Advent season. And then on Christmas through Epiphany, which is 12 days of Christmas tide. Right. That's a church tradition as well. So if you have missed Advent and you want to get ahead of the ball, you had the game there. Uh, you can celebrate Christmas ties, 12 days of feasting. You just need like three calling birds and two French hens. That totally. 12 days of yeah, Christmas. Totally. <laughs> but I think that'd be really fun to invite family and friends over, over that season and yeah. have some really great feasts. And it's really great because um, I always love, like we're really bad. We usually send out New Year's cards, mm-hmm. not Christmas cards, because that's, just traditionally when we've gotten around to doing it. <laughs> yeah, totally. But what's really sweet about the 12 days of Christmas and Epiphany is that um, it is a little slower for people. Mm-hmm. Christmas is over. Schedules are a little empty or school maybe hasn't totally started back up yet, you know, and we have dark nights. Yeah. Get You know, four o'clock, it's dark. Yeah. People are looking for something to do to kind of break up the monotony. So that's a really great yeah. idea. I love that. And the Epiphany is a really fancy word um, to signify when the Magi visit Jesus. Yeah, it's a Greek word that means to manifest or to show. Are and you impressed? I really, literally just read that out of yeah. this book that happens to she be open to truth. that page. It's, <laughs> it's very helpful at this moment to you. Yeah, and that's another great way to maybe do 12 days of purposeful living. You know, maybe that's 12 fun events that are really easy, casual. Yeah. 12 board games that you play through 12 days. I love it. Or some, you know, those those really things to, like you said, be intentional. Yep. Um, as we wrap up this episode of Christmas and how to participate in Advent season, what do you think is like the most important thing that someone should take away from thinking about the Advent season? I think just don't make it hard on yourself. Don't listen to this and think, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything and it's so much high pressure and it's so, you know, just if if nothing else, just use the next time leading up to Christmas, however many days we have left. What is it, 17? I don't know. Siri usually tells me when my kids ask how many days are till Christmas. She does. Yeah. I actually, this is a true confession. I have a Christmas countdown thing and I changed it today to count down to when Lily comes home for Christmas because oh, that's, that's what I care about more <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, totally. But anyway, however many days are left, just take 
you know, five or 10 minutes mm-hmm. to read a scripture, say a prayer, just reorient your heart to what the season is really about, mm-hmm. not necessarily about buying gifts and all that other really fun stuff that I totally get into. But right. yeah. Yeah. How yeah. about you? I, what I would you say? That I have failed more than succeeded in the Advent season. For sure. And, you know, with when our kids were really little, that reading a scripture, praying, sitting still was really hard. Oh, yeah. So give yourself a lot of grace. Yeah. If you miss a Sunday, great. Pick yeah. it up the next Sunday. Totally. And, you know, this season has a lot of expectations on put on ourselves. Yeah. From others, from family sometimes, um, from ourselves, expectations we have of the season. And so just carry a lot of grace through the season yeah. and know that the season is intentionally set up to point you to Christ. Yes. And when we point to Christ and when we encounter Christ, there's grace and there's freedom and there's a lot of compassion. And so we need to sort of think about that right. even in ourselves. Yep, I agree. As we celebrate this wonderful season. I love that. Do you have a scripture yeah. for us? You know, I yes. And this is a very unusual Christmas passage, but I've been reading John 1 over and over again for the last couple of weeks. And this line just will not get away. And it's John 1, 16. For from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. And that sums up so the good. Christmas season for yeah. me. That we are so undeserving of God's grace. And, Jesus and yet he gives it again and again and again. Yeah. So friends, we hope you enjoyed this. If you have a family tradition, an oh, Advent I'd tradition, love to hear it. we would love to hear it. You can always reach out to us at the weekly. Or you can just catch Melissa or myself in the lobby and let us know what's your family tradition is. Yeah. We would love to hear them. Yeah, or come to Carol's and Campfire. Ooh. Catch us there and tell us your tradition. That's going to be really fun. It's super fun. I'm excited. That was like such a great thing to come out of COVID last year. Yeah, that is a great thing to come out of COVID. In fact, Jay has to go buy all the wood for Carol's and Campfire tomorrow. I believe in you. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's a, what a manly trip. I have to go <laughs> procure the wood. Uh, hold on. For hold on. Camp family. Yeah, are you going know. to cut down the tree, Jay? <laughs> no. No, but I'm going to... Settle it down over there. No. There's nothing more manly. Like coming back and you just smell like the great outdoors and you have stacks of wood ready to be burned. Are you just going to, to Home burned. Depot or 7-Eleven or... No. <laughs> I am not. I am actually going to go to a firewood place and buy quarts of wood. We'll talk afterwards. I know where you can get a lot for free. Okay. Hey, thanks friends for listening. We hope you have a Merry Christmas a great new year, and we look forward to celebrating Jesus' arrival with you this Christmas season here at Calvary.